Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, and it's Pride Month, so happy Pride, y'all. Yes, happy Pride, Mm y'all. If this is your first time joining us, Gaze at the National Parks is a podcast where we take one hike in one national park, one park at a time. I'm having a great Pride Month. How about you, Mike? I mean, I guess it's okay. It's like, what's going on in your Pride Month? Well, I just feel like I've only done one parade, and there's so many to attend. There's so many. You have to do at least six to keep your card. I know. Well, I've got a lot of work to do then. Right. Mm -hmm. I have not attended six, but... I did just go to Provincetown. Yeah, well, that's and that like counts an automatic for five. Like five. Yeah, yeah I know. so right. so my my card is checked off. Great. So I can still maintain my status mm-hmm. as a gay person mm-hmm. and as a, a member person. of the club. Right. Yeah. What if I see the share musical? How many points does that get? That's make? at least three. Okay. Well, right, I'll right. do what I can. If you cover yourself in glitter and see the share musical, all things are covered. Beautiful. Great. Great. But yeah, I did just go to Provincetown. So how was Provincetown? It was lovely. I was up there with my friends, John and Leslie. Mm -hmm. I always love Provincetown, but I always tend to go not on like the super busy, like high time for gays. Like that's usually around July 4th. This was the beginning of June. And so it was a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I, that's when I like Provincetown more. Right. The gay tide hadn't rolled in just not quite. I mean, it was low tide. I actually strolled into the store that I bought you a candle at last time that I was in Provincetown. Yeah. No gifts this time. There were, yeah. Well, sorry. Mm -hmm. One time this store is called Adam's nest and Mm -hmm. he is, um, this guy named Adam who, has found all of these queer identifying artists uh, on mostly social media, mostly on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so he, in his store, sells their work. But he also has like t-shirts, books, small pieces of artwork. Mm -hmm. So it's not like big gigantic paintings, but it's like small sketches that are framed and stuff. And proceeds from the sale of that artwork go to a lot of organizations such as the Dream Corps, the Indivisible Civics, the ACLU, the Aliforni Center, the Audre Lorde Project, Gays Against Guns, Greenpeace, Planned Parenthood, Racist, and Rainbow Railroad, to name a few. Wow. So I really like shopping there because I know that when I buy, like a portion of it is going to go to a really good cause. Yeah. And that is where I got your candle from last time. But not this time. But not this time. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze 
at the National Park. Follow you, follow you there. At the National Park. Follow you, follow you there. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. So this was our second day at Cuyahoga Valley National Park. We had slept that evening in the plastic sheets at mm-hmm. this Airbnb. Of our Airbnb dream home. How was that experience for you? Um, if I ever really wanted to know what it was like to sleep on a pool tarp, I have figured it out. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Pool, top sh- mm-hmm. pool tarp sheets. And pool tarp sheets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pool, that's hard to say, actually. It is really hard to say. Um, I definitely know that I can also just use the bathroom whenever. And it's an easy cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't Perfect. feel it? Perfect. No, no okay. not at all. No, well, not at all. Good. They did their job. So mm-hmm. we spent the night again, I mean, in this Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, also were, we, I think one thing we didn't say is we're both very tall people. And this bed was not made for tall people. No. no. And we were sharing this one bed right. and Leah was in the other bedroom. Right. Across the street was a Whole Foods 365, which right. is the specific kind of Whole Foods yeah. where they only carry the 365 brand. Well, sort of. They do have other things, but yeah, it's it's mostly but of that Mostly ilk. that, yeah. It's like a smaller t- type of store. So so we decided we were going to go there for breakfast. We were in business. <laughs> we were, hello. Hello, so business. We, um... We head over there in the morning before we headed out. Mm-hmm. We were there around like I don't know. It was eight, early, four, eight thirty, or think something we were like kind that. To ourselves, yeah, and yeah. We slept in a little bit. So we went over there to look into you know what what we could get for breakfast. There right. were obviously a ton of options because yeah. it's Whole Foods. But then we also realized that there would be a lot of options there for dinner as well. So we were like, we got to come back here for dinner. Yeah. So we earmarked that. And we got all of our breakfast food and then we got into the car. Yeah. And so I had driven us to the part of the park that we were hiking in. We were originally going to start back at Boston and kind of hike south and then loop back up to Boston. But we decided to start at the southernmost point. And that and was Leah's idea. She was like, why don't back. we start at the the southern end, yeah. hike our way up and then come back. Yeah. So and then we'll be at the car closer to... You know, the Airbnb. Because it was only 15 minutes from there. Uh And it was about maybe a half hour from Boston store to Akron. I guess like where we were staying. So yeah, it was like an easy drive through a lot of like neighborhoods, like really cute neighborhoods. And oh yeah, I I called Akron, Ohio, a Bel Air, the Bel Air of Ohio. Oh my god! Like some of the homes were so huge, and they were gorgeous with like enormous gates in front of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're serious. Yeah, this is real. Mm -hmm. Sickening. Um, Exactly. So. Yeah, so we made it our way to Hunt House, which it was the spot that we were starting off at. Right, which um, is like a farmhouse. And there's like a restroom there. Mm-hmm. And there's like a market, a farmer's market right there too. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, on the corner. Not as affiliated with Hunt House though. Right. Right. You know, the whole weekend there was a threat of rain and we got the rain on Sunday. We did. Um, we got the rain on this day. Yeah. And it was like kind of like a little torrential at first. And we we were prepared for what we needed to do. But we kind of did sit in the car for a little bit and just kind of strategize. There was another reason we sat in the car for a little yeah. bit. And that was because, one, yes, we were strategizing. Mm-hmm. But also, like, these three super hot dudes, all shirtless, had just, like, gone for a run in the rain. And we're literally just standing in the parking lot right next to our car, like stretching and chatting Mm -hmm. like at the end of their run. And we're like, we're just going to sit here and, um, you know, be near this while this happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Near far, wherever you are. (laughs) Right. I, I think it was like a father and two sons. Right. They all were very beautiful people. Mm -hmm. So get on with it. Girls. Go Akron. Go Akron. You're just nailing it. The Bel Air of everything. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah. Lee had also run to the restroom, too. So we were kind of like waiting. But then as we were gearing up, the rain kind of like filtered out and like kind of stopped a little. Now, to describe sort of where we were, 
like um or what it looked like we had um we were in this parking lot which was next to the towpath the towpath which the towpath is Cuyahoga Valley National Park is like a north to south kind of park and it's like a sliver of land running north to south and running right down the center of it is this towpath and there are all these other trails that wind um, around and intersect with the towpath occasionally. So it's always sort of like an anchoring center point for any path. The, the previous day we had done uh, the part of the Buckeye Trail and some of the towpath and also the Brandywine Falls Trail. But today we wanted to do the Valley Trail which the Valley Trail and the Buckeye Trail were sort of covering similar areas, except they were far enough apart that like the they Valley Trail yeah. felt a little longer mm-hmm. and felt like we might be able to see a little bit more landscape. Yeah, so they were kind of both meandering. We decided sorta. we wanted to do yeah. the Valley Trail. So from where we were... There were just like vast open green fields around us and a couple of little farmhouses. And based on the map, we were going to have to um, walk around a field. And Although then, we kind of thought we had to walk through the field. We, we did like it first, but a bit. Cuyahoga Valley with the signage, right. they were always good with their signage. So we knew that we had to walk down the road, then turn around the field and then walk to the other end of the field. And that was where we got on yeah. to this path that started to make its way through the woods. Yeah, When we turned that um, corner, because we basically walked down one road, uh, there was another road, then we could turn right or left, and we turned left to follow down the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a cornfield, yeah? It may have been a cornfield. I, I think it just... I think what you're thinking is the sign that we saw had a corn mascot on it. Oh, that's true. It did. It did. And the sign that we saw for this field was in Comic Sans. Now, I just want to say something. Dusty's favorite. Uh, It is 2019. And Comic Sans was cute for like a second in like 1995 when suddenly like uh, Microsoft Word became a thing and like kids started writing their own reports on elementary Mavis Beacon school. does typing. Right. <laughs> Comic Sans is in no way a legitimate font. Um, in It does not t- make anyone take you seriously. It does not look soft. It does not look fresh. It does not look low pressure. It looks like you have no idea who you are. Right. So if you are someone listening and you have ever considered comic sans on anything we have a hotline that you need to call yes you can call (laughs) 1-800-STOP-COMIC-SANS we will help you through that decision making yeah literally any other font is a better idea than comic Mm -hmm. sans even papyrus and that's even papyrus my goodness yes but you know what like ain't nothing wrong with a good Arial mm-hmm. or a nice Times New Roman. It's not going to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Ladies and, I and know they might welcome be... to the stage, Miss Arial Font. Arial Font. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was like, well, I can't buy anything in this field mm-hmm. because they just lost a customer with this Comic Sans. <laughs> right. So we make our way around the field and then we find sort of the entry point of the, the Valley, Valley Trail. Trail. Yeah. on the other side of this field because the valley trail did go on we were jumping onto the valley trail just in from hunt house right here right and so um we were making we started to make our way through and it is a pathway through like tall grass through trees through there's a lot of vegetation around but you're making your way through vegetation essentially when we entered this spot it was really muddy Mm mm-hmm there were a lot of footprints. There were also a lot of like wildflowers too. That was yeah. one thing we noticed yes the day before because when we were on the towpath back, there was a part where we could have jumped on the valley trail for a little bit. And it was that's where you were like, Oh, it looks like the English countryside because it was like oh, it was entering beautiful. to my secret garden. And we were like, No, we're gonna do the valley trail tomorrow. So, so it was like a lot of you're right, a lot of vegetation, a lot of high grass. I think we were all at that point like better get the bug spray out and oh, we like deed it, it up. It took I don't know, like three minutes before we were like, We need this bug spray. So we got out the bug spray, we covered ourselves in the bug spray, and we kept going. It was still really muddy. 
and, and it, like the weather didn't know what it was doing, so it kind of no, rained a little bit. It was here like and there, rainy, and then it was, then it was hot, yeah. and then it was cool, and then it was hot again, and then it was humid. Like weather was all over the place yeah. the whole day. But we're making our way through this muddy s- section, and that basically leads us to just some general wooded area mm-hmm. that was a little less muddy. Like but it wasn't muddy the entire time. No, no. But this valley trail, I noticed, it felt like a trail most of the time, but then sometimes it just felt like walking through fields. Right. And anytime a field was involved, you were walking through like extremely tall grass. Right. This gave me pause because I don't love snakes, but snakes love tall grass. Right. So I was definitely had my eyes peeled the whole Mm, time. Things you didn't tell me as I was leading the group. Well, I right. don't like snakes. I think what gave me pause was ticks because ticks are like, you know, oh, yeah. freaking well, me out. But I had course. my spray that I had put on my clothes, yeah. which I'd brought for you. And did you use it? Oh, yeah. We all yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all use the tick so, spray, um, which the tick spray do not, you do not apply tick spray to your skin. No. You apply tick spray to the clothing you're wearing or and you do it ahead of time whatever. and bags, yeah. the things you're Hats, carrying. Yeah. And that keeps ticks away. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we did, like, we kind of wound through all those, like, open kind of grassy fields. We eventually hit, like, more of, like, an open kind of mowed field. It almost felt like someone's backyard. It did. There was a fence. Yeah. And there was a backyard yeah. and a house. So. so, there you go. And I then, mean, this is the first time yeah. I had ever experienced a national park that was, like, there are homes here. Then people live here. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... But then eventually we just were in the woods. Like it kind of dumped us into the woods and we were like under a canopy of trees for a little while. And, and that was where we saw Bernadette Peters. Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah. And the Singing baker and his wife, mm-hmm. like, you know, looking for the... Mm-hmm. The cow is white as milk. The cape is red as blood. The hair is yellow as corn. The slipper is pure as gold. I knew I could count on you there for you that. Go. So. But yeah, that like dropped us into or close to another set of trailheads. So after kind of meandering through the woods for a little while, we came to the road, which we had to cross. And then that dropped us into a parking lot, like as we crossed. And that I believe was the Wetmore was the name of the area. Um, Um, There was like a big signboard and there were a bunch of trailheads from this parking lot. Oh, right, right. Called Wetmore. Oh, the Wetmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And how do we forget a name like Wetmore? They had a, um, a bathroom there. Like a yeah. Eartha Pit toilet. Yeah. toilet. I mean, Which there you was. Used. I did use. Yeah. However, there wasn't a light in there. So it was yeah. just all dark. That's right. So you sang there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. Exactly. While you were in there. Yeah. Precisely. Leah and I had a nice heart to heart outside too. And we were just like so excited to be A, together. And B, she was like so stoked to be with us. Thanks. Right. I didn't tell you. Right. Well, Secrets. I mean, I figured. <laughs> I mean, because the two of you are friends from college. Leah and I have forged our own friendship, thanks to you. Yeah. So, and then we saw two guys in that parking lot headed in the other direction. So, we continue down the trail from there. We're still on the Valley Trail. But I think in this moment, didn't the Valley Trail and the Buckeye Trail were like the same for just like a second? I don't remember if that was the case. I feel like that happened a couple of times. But anyway, we're following the Valley Trail from this parking lot. And this is now less like mud and less high grass. And now we're just in woods. Yeah. There was a lot of woods here. Yeah. We, you know, that was a part where, yeah, we were kind of meandering through those woods and that wooded area. And it was a little ways. And then we kind of came out again. And we had across a small stream. There was that bridge there. Yes. So there was like a, just like a small, it wasn't even like a highway bridge, but it was a road bridge. It wasn't tall, but we kind of crossed right near that and to the other side and then sort of ended up back in the high grass again. So this trail oscillated a lot between, you know, woods and high grass. And it was what it was. I don't think any of us were particularly loving it. Um, no, no, I think you were. I was the only one wearing pants this day. Right. I was wearing my ladies' pants from my the ladies', ladies section. I mean, they're not ladies' pants. They're pants. I bought them in the ladies' section mm-hmm. of decks. Yeah, don't engender pants. I No, pants don't have gender. Mm-hmm. So the, in the Spanish language, though, I'm sure they do. I'm sure in many <laughs> languages, right. assign gender and nouns gender, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. but whatever. 
you were in shorts, Leah was in shorts, I was in, they were a capri pants, but I also had like high-waisted socks on. High-waisted socks. High-waisted, Please whatever. tell me about the design of these high-waisted anytime, socks. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> I guess they were what, knee socks, I mm-hmm. guess we'd call them. Mm-hmm. So, I had my waist socks on. I had my waist socks on. <laughs> are you wearing, are those the Chanel boots? Yeah, they are. The Chanel boots, mm-hmm. they are. They are. They look good. Yeah. Oh, shut up, sorry. Mm-hmm. This is the de- now we've descended into the devil wears Prada, mm-hmm. but the uh, we're making our way around this now high grass again, and it gets a little muddy here. But then we discover a picnic table, right? And we're close to the road at this point because I think we you kind of had like peaked up, and you're like, okay, let's see what this is this way. Because yeah, because we weren't sure if we trail, needed to head off yeah. to the road and hug the road, or if we were just walking by the road and I will say that the map was really attempting to be accurate but sometimes you were walking along the road and on the map it looked like you were further away from the road and then vice versa right and I do have to say the thing about the valley trail is there really weren't any sort of markers like the Buckeye Trail was like there are only and this is Cuyahoga Valley though there are markers when you absolutely need them right right and so as soon as you might feel confused, there is a marker. Right. But there's not just like markers along the way. It's not like the blazes of the Buckeye Trail. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the bridges of Madison County for Ohio. The blazes of the Buckeye Trail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The bla- Yes. Yeah. But yeah, we, we hit this picnic bench and you're like, you know what? It was actually in tall grass, but you're like, let's sit and like snack for a little bit. We, and um, we're like, we can sit on the top of the picnic table and just put our feet on the bench part so right. that we weren't like actually sitting in the ticky grass probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as we were sitting there, we started to hear some rustling behind us. And some bleating. And some bleating. I pronounce the... And tea. can you make the bleating sound? Nah. <laughs> nah. That's a... No, no. That's nah. like a sheep. Well, it was kind of like that. Well, I guess goats do bleat. Goats and goat, sheep though. bleat, but it wasn't a it wasn't a goat or a sheep. No. It was a baby deer. It was a little baby deer, like the tiniest deer I've ever seen. Yeah, like, and the thing was, we you could see it really well through the grass. I do think you freaked out because you thought I saw a snake or something. Though. Oh, I did freak out because <laughs> you were like. I turned around you really went, quickly because I you were like, <gasps> was the it was closest like, to it. I think I might have hit something or somebody, or and I was like, <laughs> "What? What?" You were like, "It's a little baby deer," and yeah. I was like, "Okay, let's not, you know, scare the pants off of ourselves, <laughs> please." Yeah. So we turned around, and there it was, like, and it was looking right at us, and it was like a infant deer. Yeah. Like this deer could not have been more than three days old. Mm-hmm. Our immediate thought was like oh my God, is mama deer around? Is she going to hate us for being this close to this baby deer? Right. We did take some pictures. And by that, I mean, we kept our distance and took some pictures using a zoom feature Mm -hmm. because we did not get close to that baby deer. But that, I mean, generally speaking, the little baby deer was only about like five feet from the picnic table. Oh yeah. But it was covered in high grass. So, yeah, you know, and if you see a little baby deer, don't touch it. No. No, just don't touch animals out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't do it. But you ever. did some research post trip and what I did you did. find out? I did. I funny enough, because you know, the internet is listening to all of our conversations. Right. Literally as I was scrolling through Facebook, it was an article about how it is baby deer season. Oh. What that means is that most deer are born in late spring, early summer. When they're born, they're uh, uh, doe usually give birth to like one or two deer. That's about it. Like it's rare, but sometimes it's three. What happens is they leave these baby deer alone all day. Mm-hmm. And they either come back at dusk or dawn with food. So they go out and search for food and get food all day long. And then they come back and they bring it to the baby McDonald's deer. And Taco Bell. Exactly. Right. But they leave the baby deer in high grass so no predators see the little baby right. deer. So come to find out mama would not have been around mm-hmm. at that time because she's out Doing you thing. know, grocery shopping right. and she's coming back later. And you know, letting, you know, the village that is nature take care mm-hmm. of little baby deer. Yeah. And so, that was some fascinating factual information it was not too long after we you know 
saw this little baby deer and did some snacking, we continued on through mostly high grass at this point until we finally hooked back up with the road. Right. And um, this was a moment where I couldn't tell on the map, like if we were supposed to like literally be on the road or be near the road, it looked like it was spilling right onto the road yeah. on the map. So we just walked along the road. I think we were also tired of the tall grass. So we were, Oh, like, we were. So yeah. we were like, the let's road give ourselves better. a break. And we were like tick checking the whole time. Yeah. So we're, walking along the road and then um and then we come to this part in the map where we are near this what was the golf course and right. it looked like a not a maintained golf course like it once abandoned. was a golf course now it's abandoned or something and i don't know maybe like once a year they come back and right. clean it up and spooky it's operational i don't know mm-hmm. but it's it was a little spooky abandoned at this mm-hmm. moment and it looked like we had to like cross parking lot and then walk through the golf course to get to this other area that would hook us back that up would hook that would trail. so that we could continue on the valley trail right but we were faced with a problem in that this golf course had all these signs all over the place that said private property do not enter right and with that let's take a break What game are we playing, Mike? We're playing Television Boyfriends. Ooh. So How this does is this a game work? that we played on the trail a lot where we would like offer up a show and you had to ch- pick between the men on the show as to who your boyfriend would be. Okay, great. Great. So we did this, Leah, Dusty, and I did this on the trail a lot in Cuyahoga. So the show that I'm presenting to you is the show Friends of the three male leads. Who is your television boyfriend? Mm. And explain us. Let me ask you this question, a clarifying question. Is the character my boyfriend or is it the actor? The character. Oh, the character. Very interesting. Um, I think, oh, Friends. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to pick... Chandler Bong? No, no. I'm going to pick Paul Rudd's character who married Phoebe. Oh, all right. Well, sure. I'll give that. I want to pick that one. But if I have to pick of the three guys, right, ageless I'm, Paul Rudd. I'm going to pick, no, I'm going to pick uh, Ross. Ross Geller. Geller. David he's a, Mr. He's David Schwimmer? a paleontologist, right? right? He's yeah. super smart. And mm-hmm. we would both geek out he about dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, great. And he had that monkey, Marcel. He right. did. That was the monkey's name. That right? was the Marcel the monkey. Yeah, on his a show. I didn't really watch that much of. I I mean I watched it, yeah. but I'm not a like. They're they're You're insane not an level fanatic people <laughs> who love that right. show who can't breathe without that show, mm-hmm. and um, that is not me. Yeah, if that show were not you know available on a streaming service tomorrow, I would not even know about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, great. So your television boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I present to you Boy Meets World. Oh, well, it was definitely like the, um, what was his name? Um, his friend, not Corey, because everybody told me I looked like strong freaking Corey as a kid. They were really? like, yeah, mm-hmm. that would, those were lies. They were telling no. you lies. You don't when I was like, like eight or nine, it, when Boy Meets World was popular, they were like, you look like which Savage Brother is it? Corey Savage. Corey Savage. No. Corey no. was the character name. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. It's not Fred is. Savage because Fred Savage it's was Wonder Dan Years. Savage because no, he's no, not no. related. No. <laughs> Dan Savage, our, our queen mother. Right. Um, no, I'm talking about Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Yeah. Ben it, Corey they Savage. They told me I looked yeah. like Corey Savage. Ben Savage. So it was really? probably Ryder Strong or, it was Ryder or, Strong. or Corey's brother's friend who was... Ryder Strong's brother on the show, who was one of the Lawrence brothers. Oh, and it was probably that him. was Matt Lawrence. Matt Lawrence, whatever you, wait, his character. See, I would have picked Corey's older brother, who no. was kind of you know he was like a, a goof. He was a goof, but he was super no. cute. Matt I Lawrence's liked him a lot. character, whatever it is. Matt I Lawrence, remember. Matthew Lawrence. He was cute. He was. Yeah, and that's television boyfriend. Television boyfriend. So we had to make a choice on what to do. And at this point, no one was really keen to head back onto the Valley Trail, especially if it meant crossing into like, you know. Oh, no, no, no. 
I was. I was like, oh. well, this is what the map says. Oh, I so think let's I was, just trailblaze. I and you were all down. like, oh my God, but like, we're going to get, like, we're going to get in trouble. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like Libra me. Yeah. But I also knew that Peninsula, the town that we were kind of, was sort of not like a midway point, but like more of a, like a three quarter of the way point was literally down the road and that we could get on the Buckeye Trail from there. And I think that that really informed a lot of us into being like, okay, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of a cleaner walk. Like, we definitely knew exactly where we were heading. Right. And um, can I tell you, like, this this trail really revealed something to me. Mm -hmm. And that is that I, I mean, I can't stand litter, but I really can't stand litter in a national park. Right. It makes me crazy. And so along the road, there were like beer cans, some beer cans. And yeah, we definitely picked those up. And Leah was kind enough to just like carry them, carry them in her bag. Leaked even though we poured them out, kind of leaked even though we poured them out. But I'm like, you know what? Don't throw your beer cans on the side of the road ever, particularly in a national park, but ever. Uh, but we were walking down this road or up this road, essentially, because we were headed north. And um, we end up in Peninsula, mm-hmm. which Peninsula is a tiny little town in the middle of Cuyahoga Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, church was letting out like all these people were coming out of church and getting into cars we couldn't figure out if it was a wedding or not or if people were just dressed for church and it looked like they were just it was just sunday yeah they were dressed for church there was definitely a girl in white and we were like oh this is important this the bride oh we were like bride (laughs) oh yeah she should not have worn that if this were a wedding right unless she is the bride but she's casually leaving this i don't think she was no no right so we had a, t- a little bit of time had passed too. And since the last time we snacked with our friend, the baby deer, and we really only had like maybe a granola bar. So we like sat down on a corner in town and kind of just like reassessed where our next move was. And like also where the, um, the Buckeye trail was so that we could kind of catch up with that. And so we snacked a little bit there and there was like a really great like sign or two in town. Oh my God. There was a literally down the street that said it was supposed to be like blank comma blank comma blank, but it just read as liquor dancing. So we like had a field day with that. Um, What do you think liquor dancing is? It literally said peninsula nightclub liquor dancing and liquor is the biggest word mm-hmm. on the thing what is liquor dancing <laughs> just saturday night <laughs> i guess it's just yeah it's saturday night mm-hmm. but yeah we um according to the map like the um we knew we were going to have to get on the buckeye trail for like a hot minute to find the valley trail again no i think we just decided that we were going to stay on the buckeye trail well at that moment i think we knew that we had to take the Buckeye Trail to meet up with the Valley Trail, mm-hmm. but that we hadn't like fully decided, are we going to stay on this Buckeye Trail the rest of the time, or are we going to jump back onto the Valley Trail? I think that we were still sort of up in the air about that. Okay. But we knew that we had to get back on the Buckeye Trail somehow, some way. Yeah. So what was clear on the map is that the Buckeye Trail was going through what essentially was... Now, you know, this tiny town. And like neighborhoods. And a neighborhood. And we like went through a whole bunch of streets and we were like, we don't see it. And it's so well I don't well see marked. it anywhere. And yeah, and they have the blue blazes. Right. And we just couldn't find it anywhere. So Leah was like, why don't we go down to the depot? I'll use the restroom. You can ask somebody about this. Right. And then I went into this little store literally called Trail Mix. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked them and they were like, oh yeah, it picks up right here. And um, so uh, they were like, it's just around the corner and you have to walk down the road. So we all regathered together and uh, then we noticed the blue blazes were on the telephone poles. So we had just missed them because we were like looking at this cute little town the whole time while we were walking. looking at trees and not thinking about telephone poles. Exactly. So yeah, so we like headed down, back down kind of like the main drag of Peninsula right. and passed a few houses and then had to go up this like driveway. We it, did. It was a driveway that became a brick driveway. It looked then, like a private driveway, mm-hmm. but it was actually a public 
threw away. Yeah, but then that eventually just became like an abandoned path, yellow brick road yeah. is what it looked like. Uh-huh. It looked like overgrown in the way the yellow brick road looked overgrown in return to right. Oz. And when we were actually sitting out on the street corner, like snacking, we had a truck pass us and they had asked, oh, do you know where the trails are for the park? And we were like, well, the Valley Trail is somewhere to the right and the Buckeye Trail is like straight ahead, which is what we thought. And they were like, okay, Well, that is what you said. And I was like, I think he just wants to know where to find trail information. So I was like, just go to the Boston Store Visitor Center and they will tell you everything. So, you know, we're hiking in the woods. After a while of hiking, we started to hear like screaming. And I was like, what is that? We did. And oh, there was also like... I forget what we were talking about, um, but suddenly we realized that there was like a person oh, like right 15 us. feet yeah. behind us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my God, like we didn't even know you were there. Mm-hmm. We were like sharing like personal information, pers- deeply personal information mm-hmm. with each other, just mm-hmm. sort of about past relationships and right. past trauma and right. all those kinds of things that mm-hmm. come with, you know, yeah. being a person. We played truth or truth. We did play truth or truth. Right. We did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we noticed that this person was behind us. And then, yeah, we did hear screaming. Mm-hmm. We were like, what is the screaming like? Like, it's not funny to scream this loud in the no. middle of a park because it sounds like someone is in distress. Right. So um, we noticed the sounds were getting a little closer to us. It was also a little uphill at this point. Yeah. The Valley Trail was mostly flat yeah. most of the time. And then we got on the Buckeye Trail and now we're dealing with like uphill, downhill again. Yeah. Uh, but here come these, the people and the these three truck. people and they were from the truck. Right. And clearly they were like, had come to use the trail as like a running workout training situation Mm -hmm. because he was like barking, training things at them and they were doing them. So uh, that was what the screaming was about. Still not totally appreciated. No, no, no. You know, like, you know, I do want everyone to have, you know, physical fitness in their way. Right. We have to remember that, you know, there are nervous people on the They're trails. They're nervous, right. And also we don't want it to sound like, you know, people really are in dire need. Right. But yeah, the rest of the trail for the Buckeye at that point was, it was actually really kind of nice. Like we were in the woods for quite some time, but this was like different from the earlier part when we were on the Valley Trail. It was like a lot of tall pines. I feel like it just felt like more like quiet in a lot of different ways. Very serene. Not that it wasn't quiet before, but it was, I think, because we were in the deep woods, it was just more serene, like you said. Blue blazes on Mm -hmm. trees that we could, you know, follow. Uh, Those blue blazes were so well-marked and so consistent, Mm -hmm. as long as you, you know, kept your eye on where they were. Yeah. Um, And, you know, after a little bit of time, we ended up dipping down closer to the water. It felt like this section was a little bit long. I think we were going to have to walk like 3.6 miles from Peninsula to the Boston Mm -hmm. Store Visitor Center. And like we had already previously walked like two and a half miles. So we were a little like oh, we have a daunting task. Right. And so it is what it is. And so we were walking, playing lots of games along the way and having lots of great conversation that was helping the time pass. Yeah. We definitely got a little turned around at one point. And it was mostly because I think we were talking and not paying attention, despite the fact that everything is super well marked. Right. Um, so you're talking about the path or the moment that at the fork where we were like, wait, which direction do we go? No, when we were down by the stream and then like we banked to the right and we should have actually crossed the stream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. did do that. Yeah. But we figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a couple of switchbacks right there that we had to do. Yeah. Right. Just like to go uphill. But yeah, that that particular walk from Peninsula to Boston felt long. Yeah. We were finally getting like, okay, all right, come on. Right. Yeah. There was a section where we got near a major highway. Was, was it 80? I think it was 80. And we had to exit the woods and walk along this bridge that crossed 80. So we do that And then we had to veer off again into the woods to the right and continue there. Mm -hmm. And now we're back into the world of mud 
and now we're back into the world of like some tall grass and we were like it's still like a mile and a half yeah so we keep going and we keep walking finally we like it takes us right we come down we come down, down like this, a little bit like, of a hill hill and, and then it, there is a path because there was a woman walking makes it, takes us to this open path yeah that was, intersects with another path right and i tried to go to the left because there was a signpost just to kind of see what was going on and you and lee were like no 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 it's this way like you would kind of peek because around we had we were looking at the map because i thought we were still we still had a ways to go. And Leah was like, no, 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 we're here. This is where Boston is. And this is where we're standing. And I was like, oh, praise be. Like it was, that was a long track. Yeah. We have to go underneath this other very tall major highway. That's like built over the towpath. Cause we essentially like take this little way and take this paved path yeah. that was there and connect with the towpath. Yeah. And so once we get to the towpath, we head to the right and that took us right to the Boston we were, store yeah. visitor center where we were the day before. Yeah. And we like had made a promise to get ice cream because there was like a store there. Exactly. And we couldn't do that the day before because it was closed. And with that, let's take another break. <laughs> It's time for Drag Queen Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage Donna Donna Poncho. Poncho. Donna Poncho. Donna Poncho. Right. You know what? It's raining outside. Mm -hmm. I think I might. Donna Donna Poncho. Poncho. Mm -hmm. Right. Who is Donna Poncho? Donna Poncho. um, She's the mom queen. Oh, she is a mom queen. She's like an elementary school mom type mm-hmm. queen mm-hmm. but like a but not like a 1950s housewife kind of queen she's like a like a mid 90s kind of like i know how to like save money like and i know how to be resourceful kind of like soccer mom queen yeah i also feel like she's definitely like a little new earthy new agey and her um lilts like she kind of she tilts that way a little bit interesting um like kind of like really short um, pigtails in her hair, a lot of like striping in her outfits, horizontal striping. Where, and where are you getting this from? I don't know. I just feel, I just feel this like maternal Donna Poncho energy. Oh, and so I, she has sort of like earthy, natural maternal instinct too. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, like she has an iconic look that is totally made from recycled ponchos. Mm-hmm. But I think her whole idea is recycling. Okay. You know. Yeah. She can like take a poncho and make it fashion. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to wear a poncho every time. I mean, no. ponchos are not just like rain ponchos. Like no. they are actually a capes. fashion statement. <laughs> ponchos, capes. Yeah. Right. So um, she just has a way of doing to it. To a skirt. And I feel like like she, they, her ponchos can be transformative. Mm-hmm. But that like she's known for her transformative poncho looks. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have to do them all the time. Mm-hmm. She like saves them for when it like really means something. Oh yeah. What is the song that Donna Poncho lives? I have a few. To? Oh, um, what do you think? I feel like Umbrella by Rihanna. Oh, good. I also feel like It's Raining Men it's by The Weather Girls. Immediately, what I was gonna say. Yeah. I feel like either of those. Here comes the rain again by the, the Rhythmics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can there be a mashup of all three of Absolutely those? Absolutely, there can be. And why haven't we started to do this already on our computer? I know, for I real. I know. It, yeah. Yeah, it's happening, folks. So, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage Donna, Donna Poncho. So, we got ice cream at this store. I think it was a trail mix store, actually. It was the trail mix store. And I was chatting with the lovely lady working at the counter. And I had told her that we had done the Valley Trail. And she said, oh, yeah, that's the horse trail. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense with all the high grass yeah. and with why it was always so flat. Like, and, and it all was that mud that was trail. looking like it was piles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Right. Yeah, we bought some Buckeyes there too, which we are like did. peanut butter filled chocolate balls, they which were, were real good. good. And then we got some real good like homemade, I think it was frozen yogurt because they had ice cream, but I believe we got Froyo. Oh, yeah. And Leah got like actually like good humor thing. She did. And yeah. then we, did we split a like cookie dough? No, we split like a cookie dough with pretzel situation. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was, it was good. all very good. So we refueled and we knew that we were headed back down on the towpath. Right. Which I was excited about because I was like, we've, we know exactly where the towpath is right. headed. It's going to be, you know, sort of similar terrain the whole time. Yeah. So we, you know, get our backs and we head down. We yeah. Head off. We head out onto the towpath. <laughs> and we did. It was like cement for a little while. And we crossed some boardwalks. It was like a really wide boardwalk trail. We had been on some boardwalks. It was really the close day to before, the water. But, like yeah. the, so, like, if it flooded, you would not be able to walk down that no, towpath. No. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of nice to be there. And that was like really probably the most open part of the trail at that point. We did when we were um, like started to walk a little bit more realized because we had a a separate map from the main map that um, we got from the visitor center. The ranger had given us like a specific map for these two kind of days of hiking because it was like a recommended set of trails. We realized that we were going to be hitting a number of different locks on the towpath on the way down. So it was kind of a way for us to keep track. We mentioned locks before, but I want to be clear. These are spelled... L-O-C-K, not L-O-C-H, which L-O-C-H is the Scottish word for lake, sort of like Loch Ness monster. Mm -hmm. Um, But these were locks along the canal that would... uh, Help to raise and lower the water level for boats traveling along the canal. Exactly. Right. It would like lock off the water for a second. So that's where it gets its name. But yeah, eventually like we don't, we're not in open air anymore. We're very much so under a canopy of trees for most of the rest the of... The greenest, most beautiful yeah. trees. Yeah, you told a few stories that I hadn't heard about, like um, a very um, traumatic Wizard of Oz experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't experience that. No, I know, but... It you- was my friend's... My friend's child was in a production in Florida, mm-hmm. and um, they used a real dog for Toto, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. that's always like a risk a risk i mean only use a real dog if you're a professional company who's working with a professional dog there are yeah. literally there are literally dogs that make careers out of playing toto and wizard of oz so you hire one of mm-hmm. them and the handlers know what to do and that dog can anticipate every single scene because it's done it before mm-hmm. um but yeah, they used just somebody's teacup Yorkshire Terrier and they were skipping across the stage and tripped and smack. That very poor dog met a very awful fate. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that did happen. And yeah, I that did tell that story. story. I never heard before, even though I, you swore I, up and down. Some people, I have told that story a lot to a lot of people, but I guess not to you. Secrets and lies. Whatever. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, the nice thing about the towpath was we were able to see all these different locks and basically have like a really sort of relaxing trip back down to the hunt house. There was a point where was did we see a snake that day or was it a, the day before? It was the day before we saw right. a snake. There You're were right. no more snakes on the towpath oh, that day. No, there was a snake on the towpath that day. Oh, there like was. much further down. Oh, that's right. You saw it. Yeah. And I was behind you. Yeah. And then you would turn around and you were like, snake right here. Right. And I was like, great. So I just like ran like a fairy, like yeah. right by it. You actually levitated above it, I believe. A little bit. Yeah. In the same way that flora, fauna, and Meriwether mm-hmm. like come into the castle mm-hmm. on their entrance mm-hmm. and Sleeping Make Beauty. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, I feel like the towpath is was just like a really relaxing sort of way to get ourselves back down to the hunt house. We we pass back through Peninsula again, um, and at this point we are like we cross like a pretty major bridge, like over kind of like the confluence of a, a bunch of water. It seems like because right. there was some turbulent water there mm-hmm. in Peninsula, um, and it was like the other side of town from where we had entered earlier in the day. Um, and that was, 
like interesting to see how much the water was like just moving and grooving there. Right. And when um, we made our way across there, we still had like a mile left, I think, because now more than that. So it was like, uh, no, it was closer to two and a half miles at that point because we were, we had made it from Boston to Peninsula, which did feel like a long walk. But yeah. then we had an even longer walk back to Hunt House. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of made our way pretty quickly and seamlessly back down. We did. Um, I mean, it was mostly the same thing we were seeing on both sides, right. which was canopy of trees. Occasionally there would be a field. Then there would be like, you know, river and canal. Yeah. And then there might be a little house. Yeah. There might be a little like way to get into a neighborhood, yeah. but it was a nice, lovely flat walk. Yeah. And, and then, of course it started to rain. It did. Yeah. Right as we right were like, as we were kind of like in the last like quarter just, mile. You know, the day began as it ended. It, 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 it or ended yes. as it began. And so we <laughs> made a, a complete yeah. circle yeah. all the way back literally mm-hmm. and the rain joined us uh-huh. on that complete circle. Here comes the rain right. again. That was the end of our hiking in Cuyahoga Valley National Park this day. But, However, we Definitely want to share with you one other thing that happens. It's not the end of our journey, however. It is not the end of our journey. No. So, as we had mentioned earlier, we had gone to Whole Foods. Right. And we were like, we're going to come back here for dinner. Yeah. And so, we did. We got back in the car, and we headed right back to that Whole Foods. Right. It was only 15 minutes away. And we all kind of split up once we got inside to and do what we wanted to for dinner. Right. Yeah. I had made a trip to the restroom. Surprise. I'm in the restroom. And while I'm in there, this young guy, like, barges into the restroom. And, like, I mean, it looks like he was, like, his own kind of tornado. Barges <laughs> into the restroom. He's wearing this... By young guy, you mean like I mean mid twenties, yeah, like maybe college age. He's wearing like khaki shorts, Sperry's, and like a button up shirt. Button and but he had like five buttons open in the center, right? I could tell like he clearly went to the gym, was pretty muscular, (laughs) and his hair was just all over the The place. Salient details, folks. I'm finishing up, and I'm going over to wash my hands, and he is just like staring at me in this moment and I can feel that he's staring. I was a little taken aback and I was like, I think something's going on with him and I don't even want to like engage. So I wash my hands and he kind of takes the social cue and he heads over to one of the urinals. I'm headed out the door and then he like keeps turning back and looking at me as I'm heading out the door. It's very weird and very strange, this interaction that happened in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I meet you mm-hmm. and Leah at the tables after we pay. Right. You had already told me what had happened. And I told you what had happened. Right. And then I'm telling Leah what had happened. Now, meanwhile, he is, ma- this guy is making his way through the store and it's like picking up things and then putting them back. Then he went and got a cart and then he's like he's riding the pushing, cart like a five-year-old. He's riding the cart like a five-year-old. He gets to this one point and I'm telling Mike the story and I look over and he's staring at me again. And then he's staring at all three of us. And then he starts staring at somebody else. On and on it goes. We are talking about this and talking about how ridiculous this is. And then Leah gets a sort of better eye on him and he and she's like oh he is like high <laughs> high on something yeah. high on some kind of drug other people in the store are starting to sort of notice this oh it was like a honestly like All the biggest spectacle he collects whatever it is he's going to buy and he goes up to the register to purchase and the associate working the register she was like a young woman who just was very clinical about her entire mm-hmm. experience with him he paid for it and there was definitely like a moment of like had to remind him that he had to pay for it. And that's when Leah mentioned, she's like, yeah, I think he actually thinks he's doing really well right now. <laughs> like on, in his, yeah, in, in his, his situation, like, in, in his, his uh, sort of experience brain. of mm-hmm. what is happening. Yeah. So, um, he gets all of his stuff in bags and he's making his way out the door, but he's like, dropping the bags right and left. And everybody's no, like... He, remember, he had the cart. No, 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 no. He was oh. like 
he got out, he left the cart at the register. He got outside and put everything else into a new cart. Oh, that's right. And then it took, and then we are, we can still see him from where we are at the tables near the front of the store. He is running like breakneck pace across the parking lot with the cart. He's running to, to his car, which was a sort of black Chevy suburban situation. He gets there 10 minutes. He's just standing there. Then he takes off his shirt. And now he's like shirtless. Stretching. He was standing between the two cars. We could not tell if he was just had his shirt off or if he had no clothes on. Right. Couldn't tell. So he's like doing stretches in intermittently putting his groceries away. And then he goes to get behind the wheel of the car. And we were all like, oh, God, no. This is not a good idea. Yeah. So we were like, well, maybe he won't drive the car away. And then the car starts. Right. And that's when we were like, no, 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 no. We have to call the police. And we did call the police. And Dusty handled that like a pro. And as he drove by, he managed to somehow drive out of the parking lot onto the main road. And as he was driving down the road, you know, like by this time, I had contacted the police and gave them the license plate number and told them where he was. But... His car was completely... It was like a bomber. ...smashed yeah. in on the side. And it was like, oh, this guy. Yeah. But yeah, that was the end of our Ohio adventures. And then we recorded it very late and got up early the next morning to drive home. <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay, let's put the uh, Valley Trail on the Karen Stone scale. Um, I am going to say that the Valley Trail for me is a four. And the reason I'm giving it a four is more for the annoying factor than for anything else. Like, Yeah, I, feel I would like give it a four too. It's f- not like difficult no. to, like it's not strenuous and like, oh, it's so steep. It's like yeah. actually pretty flat the whole time because it's horses. It's yeah. made for horses, but not that horses can the climb. high grass and the mud, yeah, yeah. it did make it a four. Yeah. So it gets an Eight out of 20 Karen mm-hmm. Stones. Mm-hmm. What about the Buckeye Trail? At the, least the southern part of the Buckeye the Trail. The Buckeye Trail for what we were on it, I feel like that was, that could maybe be like a four or a five. Like I feel like we were just, again, I think that was more like. I'm actually going to give it a six because there was a, it was long and there was a lot of uphill on that section. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving it a six. You're giving it a five. Yeah. So we're looking at 11 Karen Stones. 20. Yeah. 11 out of 20. And, the and then finally is, the towpath. As a zero out of zero. Yeah. I might give it a two. Yeah. Only because of how long it is. Yeah, but I don't know about that. Yeah. You argued tooth and nail with me about something where I was like, oh, I think it should be this. And you're like, no, it was just a path. So I'm, no. I'm yeah. interested I mean, I'm with you. It is just a path. Here. It is just a path. Yeah. Like the actual, there's there's no strenuousness involved in the actual physical path. No. But if you do go on it for a long time, yeah. then then yeah, but that's anywhere. So and a lot I gotta, of people choose it's to It's a zero it, out of zero. You know? There's is, a lot of it biking is like on a it. very much so a biking path. So yeah, there we go. There we go. It is time for Jeopardy, Mike. Why don't you start us off with your category today? Great. As per usual, my category involves phraseology or idiom because Ooh. it's my favorite, and mm-hmm. I really like to narrow that into my corner. So my category is called Valley Girl. Um, oh, and for great. Valley Girl, you're going to be naming a specific physical, real, or fictional valley based off of a Valley Girl's description of it. Oh, I'm so excited. So get ready for some accent work, people. Ugh, Bethany, I can't even believe that, like, the you thought this would be, like, a good place to get a boob job unless you want some nerd to solder, like, green square itty-bitties onto you. I suggest you take your business elsewhere. Also, girl... Just because we're on the West Coast doesn't mean you can just drop your New York accent and try to fit in. What is Silicon Valley? That's correct. I mean, are they confusing it for silicone? Yes. Bethany, where was it we were supposed to turn? Well, I don't know. That Russian or Italian guy you talked to at the gas station wasn't much help at all. I know he kept trying to get you to come back to his house, but I make a stand against ranch-style homes unless there are actual horses involved. Plus, all you would end up doing is undressing, and he would just dip out on you. Typical. Oh, my God. Um, So the key words I want you to listen to. Russian and Italian. And then... 
Um, this type of home. What is what is the ranch? Hidden Valley Ranch? That's correct. It's Hidden Valley. What is Hidden Valley? Oh, okay. All Great. right. I thought that immediately, mm-hmm. but yeah. I was like, okay. My accent worked. Why Hidden sloppy. Valley? Why Hidden Valley? Yeah. Why not Hidden Valley? Italian. Oh, because, oh, oh like dressing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm with I know. You now. It was like a deep, deeply laced clue. That was, yeah. I know. Okay. You, and you did it. You did it. I got it. You know, um, Valley Girl for 300. Oh, I know, like, I'm supposed to be comforted by the fact that my grandma lived a long life or whatever, but I'm mostly just totally bumming that Nana can't be here on this holiday. Bethany, do you remember when you were sick in the 90s and she learned the word to Gangster's Paradise for you because you, like, quote, said, like, Coolio is my favorite? I'm going to miss her. Um, oh, my God. Dangerous Minds is the movie where that mm-hmm. Gangster's Paradise came from. Mm-hmm. Is it high school? Is it, like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's So it's it's a line from the song, and it's also a Bible verse. Oh, oh, hold on. Then it's, um, what is the valley of the shadow of death? That's correct. Um, Got it. This is like a tricky category. I know this. Yeah. Valley girl for 400. Well, I just assumed like this would be a cool place to take our niece for her eighth birthday. She loves American Girl and Barbie, but apparently this is more of like a super fan's attempt at loving a book slash movie real hard. Poor Christina is scared for her life like now. Like therapy for sure. It wasn't even a toy museum, Bethany. It was like an homage to prescription pills or whatever. Like sick and not in a good way. What is the Valley of the Dolls? That's correct. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. I'm so glad you got that. You know how I know I'm gay? Because when I was like 14, I was like... You love that movie I'm, with Bette Midler? No, I oh. never saw the movie. <laughs> I, I I just wanted to Do read you know how book. I know I'm gay? is because I love that movie <laughs> with Bette Midler. Great. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry I interrupted your gayness. What were you saying? No, I, wa- I found the book at Barnes Noble and I was like, I want to read this so much. <laughs> and I did and I loved that. Okay. Valley Girl for 500, the last one. Being a mom is tough, Bethany. Like real tough. Having to pick up Cassidy after school really like interrupts my afternoons or whatever, and I have to run across town from the mall to get her. Last week, this hag on the school board or whatever parent organization accosted me about getting more involved in school functions. I looked her straight in the eye and I said, if Dolly Parton has taught me anything, all of you involved parents are total skeezes and need to figure your lives out as if. Oh, what is um, Sun Valley? What is the Valley? What is the, uh, I mean, it's a Dolly Parton song, but it was actually oh. sung by somebody else originally. Oh, it's on Jolene. Oh, I don't know. I know. This is why it was the $500. Was it clue. the Green Green Valley? What is the Harper Valley PTA? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got four. All right. I got four. And I know Harper was, Valley PTA. Listen, Seriously. It's a great song. You should listen to it. Oh, damn. All right, fine. Great. All right. It's time for Sade. my Jeopardy. Sade Ballard over here. That's fine. Call me whatever you want. I think you're going to like this category. Great. And I have to give credit where credit is due. My mother called me and was like, oh my God, I have a Jeopardy category. Mm-hmm. My my mom, not so secretly, absolutely loves when you get super frustrated with one of my Jeopardies. Oh God, Gloria, She's just the like, next time I oh my God. Her. She was like, you... She was like, give this to Mike. I think he'll find it f- pretty hard. But anyway. Gloria. <laughs> I will say this. One of the clues, it was literally written by her. It took me a minute, but I got it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I've tested it out on a few people and they have also gotten it. So I'm mm-hmm. curious if you got it mm-hmm. or if you will get it. Mm-hmm. I will say it is not an early clue. This is called One Letter Changed. Great. So what you're trying to do in this is figure out what is the uh, new phrase Mm -hmm. based on the definition, but know that the phrase contains two words and the words are basically the same except one letter has changed. Okay. And therefore, they're two different words. So, for example, if I were to say, the breath of relief you take after reaching the peak of a mountain Mm -hmm. would be a what? Few? No. It would be a high sigh. Oh, high sigh. Okay. Oh, it's a rhyming thing. It's not all rhyming all the time. High and sigh 
are basically the same word, but just one letter has changed. Oh, I got you. The H and the S. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Does that make sense? I do now. Okay, great. Now you got it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The $100 clue. The small bag that a computer criminal grabs on their way out the door. A tracker hacker? Close. I was looking for hack pack. Okay. Yeah. But that was close. Okay. Okay, here we go. 200. To do this is to hold a blade of green vegetation tightly in your hand. A grasp clasp? Okay. To grasp clasp? Okay. The first word is correct. Okay. Then change one letter and you get what? To grasp grass. Okay. Does that Got make it. sense? Yeah. Okay, it's just one letter change. Okay. It's not rhyming all the time. Okay. Okay, great. Are I want ready? it to be though. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's not. This is not I rhyme know. time. I know. Okay, here we go. Gloria's done her job. <laughs> Michael is frustrated. <laughs> 300. This variation of a simple machine would be used by the Shakespeare heroine Catherine with her Phillips head while avoiding being tamed during act one. What is screw shrew? Yeah, what is a shrew screw? Right, mm-hmm. perfect. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I got it. Okay, 400. This is literally the act of looking in the direction of poop. Something feces? Yes. Yeah. Looking in the direction of something. Okay, change one letter in the word feces and what do you get? I'm really, I'm having a hard time here. What is faces feces? Got it. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And now for the $500 clue. This is literally the one my mother wrote. Okay. And I'm not changing it. It is exactly as she told it to me. Beautiful. A respectable guide. A respectable guide. Correct. It helped me to think of another word for guide first. Sherpa. I just want to nope. rhyme everything. No, nope, it's not a rhyming category. game. Mm-hmm. I just want to rhyme. I give up on this one. I'm sorry, Gloria. You've done your job. <laughs> what is a decent docent? Got it. Anyway, and that is one letter changed. You were thoroughly stumped. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks, and email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. All original artwork on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. We would also like to acknowledge while hiking in Cuyahoga Valley National Park that we were on the traditional lands of the Potawatomi people.